right, everyone. Welcome to tonight's Super Bowl episode <laughs> of the Hot Widows Club podcast, where we will not probably talk at all about the Super Bowl. Welcome. I'm Crystal. I'm the Hot Widow of Eric. And with me tonight, I have the Hot Widow of Ross. Hi. Hello. Go Chiefs. Yeah. Big Chiefs fans up in here. I really feel sorry for anybody else because I don't know who they would like. Chiefs are the ultimate team. So I don't know who else there is to cheer for. Although I'm an Eagles fan. I used to, I used to love the Eagles. Still have a lot of respect for that franchise. Mostly because of Andy Reid, who looks like my dad. Fun fact. Fun fact. So lots of things to get the audience caught up on. So let's kick things over to Al and see what she's been up to. Well, this last week was Ross's 40th birthday or would have been Ross's 40th birthday um, on February 8th. And so I have been thinking about that date for a couple months now. When Ross and I talked about him turning 40, we had actually talked about going to Mexico. Mm -hmm. I've never been to Mexico. I'll take you to Mexico. I would love that. But Ross had and loved it and just said it was so fun and wanted to go back there. He even talked about bringing some of our friends with us and just kind of enjoying time away. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that didn't happen. So I decided I wanted to just have a fun party fun in the sense that I still had my kids and wanted to make it kid friendly. And it was a rager. <laughs> Last year on his birthday was the first year without him. And so we did top golf mm-hmm. and that was perfect. And I wanted to just do something different. I honestly wanted to do a karaoke, like go to a karaoke place and just, I've never done karaoke and I thought it'd be fun for the boys. You could have uh, fooled me. You've got <laughs> mad karaoke skills. I think it's all the practice in my bedroom. Like I just love like singing. Okay. I didn't know you sang in your bedroom. Yeah. Oh yeah. And in the shower, like I'm really into singing. I don't know how people sing in the shower. It's just like the water gets in my mouth. It's not fun. I don't know. I usually play music in the shower. So I just sing along. Okay. And maybe I'm lip syncing. Who knows? I don't, I don't really know. A lot of people talk about singing in the shower. So I'm fairly confident you are doing it. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, anyways, so I tried to do trying to find a place to do like a karaoke. Mm-hmm. Well, newsflash, you have to be 21 to go into the karaoke places. Mm-hmm. Shit. Well, I couldn't go. Yeah. And neither could my boys. So I was <laughs> like, well, even though I talked to several of them and it's like, this is just a birthday party mm-hmm. on a Wednesday night. My boys are not going to be drinking, <laughs> but you know, rules are rules. So we couldn't do that. So I rented a karaoke machine mm-hmm. and Invited family, including Crystal. She's family mm-hmm. and her kids. And um, we just celebrated Ross. And it was like the perfect night in my eyes. Yeah, it was perfect. Yeah. Allie has the best family. I think I've said that before. I know I have. So it was tons of fun. And the food was great. Yeah, I made Ross's famous chili and just had, you know, some dips and salad and mm-hmm. Nothing too exciting. Honestly, it was, we had chocolate cake and karaoke and food and it wasn't like a crazy party. It was just perfect because it was different. Mm -hmm. Something I'd never done before. Yep. Karaoke. And I just could feel him. I could like feel that love. And it just, 
it felt so good. I don't know. I just felt like the night was perfect. But then the next morning, it was just coming down from that high, coming mm-hmm. down from all the love and like people leaving my house and going and to bed alone, going to bed alone. And yeah, I was mm-hmm. sad. I, I felt sad in the morning. Yeah. Not because, because of all the love, like mm-hmm. love is such a powerful thing. Yeah. And when it goes away, it, it, it hurts sometimes. That's grief, right? Mm-hmm. When that love, that feeling of love that goes away, that's like one of the hardest things about grief because you're so, Alone without your love that made you feel so comfortable, so whole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I thought it was a great party. I felt Ross's presence. You were amazing, stunning. Like you were just, I've not seen you that happy in a long time. It was just really a nice party. I loved it. Yeah. I, as you all know, like Ross just is my world. And so I just wanted to do something for him. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I just felt like he was very happy that night and was proud of us and just, but I, Crystal wrote Rasa birthday card and I have to share it. Probably going to cry through it, but it's just, this card means so much to me on several levels. I'm going to read it first. I'm going to try to get through it. Okay. Um, Oh, but I don't know if I remember what I wrote, but I didn't swear too much. You did a little bit, but I love that. Um, It says, hi, Ross. Happy birthday. I know we didn't meet in this life. That really blows. Rumor (laughs) is you are a delight to be around and absolutely hilarious. However, it feels like this is the way the universe intended us to meet. Since we haven't met, I (laughs) I think you should have a few things with you. First, your wife is hot. Yeah, she is. A Nebraska 10. (laughs) What does that even mean? I love it. A Nebraska 10 for sure. Your kids are perfect. Gus is a lover and takes great care of Al. Hank is a wildling and acts with passion. Getting him fired up is the highlight of my day. (laughs) Your legacy is a fucking legacy. You... (laughs) You did shit right. (laughs) (laughs) You have no reason to trust me, but I have a few promises for you to help you on your journey. One, I promise to love your girl, even when she acts crazy. I'll always love her. That's you, Al. (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm crazy. I promise to walk on Al's journey and love your kids like they are my own. Unless she... Raises assholes. I'm out. (laughs) I promise I will never spill another slushie in your car again. (laughs) I'll always serve you and take care of your family with your love in my heart. Love, Crystal. Isn't that so sweet, audience? Anyways, I it means a lot to me because... I've told Crystal this before. Like, I just want somebody else to love my kids. Like I love my kids mm-hmm. and losing Ross. It, it's heartbreaking on man, many levels, but to have somebody love your kids that much mm-hmm. in this, you know, in this world, mm-hmm. it's hard to lose that. It is. And so I feel like Crystal loves my kids. Like I do. Of course I do. And that means like so much to me. Oh, <laughs> I do love your kids. Yeah. 
it is hard as a widow and widower. Like you have, you have so many people in your life and they love your kids. They do like truly love them and would take care of them. But there's nothing like the love of the person that is half of these kids. Right. And um, when you have someone next to you who can begin to play some piece of that in that right role, it's beautiful, right? Because grandparents are grandparents and aunts right. are aunts and uncles are uncles and friends are friends. But then there's this weird creepy lady who lives across the street and is a widow. <laughs> I'm just going to like grow old with cats. With cats? Yeah. And Not just, Kevin? <laughs> <laughs> Kevin too, but maybe like just sit around all day long and just write letters to people. Maybe yeah. that's what I'll do. Well, can you keep writing letters to me? Because this letter meant a lot to me. Yeah. Even though you wrote it to Ross, I just, I I don't know. I loved it. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm glad you liked it. I loved um, the party. I loved the way you memorialized Ross. I actually made a note to talk about how to keep your spouse or significant other, whoever you lost alive on those big days, especially birthdays. I don't know if I've done as good a job as I would like to because I've been way too sad. So Eric passed away February 26th. So that's coming up here. What I really want to call this episode is February can get fucked because I hate February that much. But then there's some really special things that happen in February. So I think I'm going to take that back and just say February can get bent. Mm, Okay. Not sure if I know what the difference is, but I'm a 90s kid. So Bart Simpson would always say get bent. Okay. And I kind of like that as a, like, I'm not really fond of you. I bet if we turned it over to Margie, she would know what get bent meant. Margie's our producer. <laughs> I love the Simpsons. Who doesn't? Uh, so anyways, I think that's what I'll call February. But, um, you know, there's a lot of special things to keep your significant other alive. But when you're so sad, it's so hard to come up with the right way. So, I feel comfortable with the way I memorialized Eric on his first birthday, which was just me and the kids. A couple of good friends came over and we just thought of him. We cheersed him. We had a drink to him and off we went with our lives. Eric and Ben share the same birthday, my son. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've talked about that. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of hard for me mm-hmm. because I have this super special day and a super really special day slash really sad. Mm-hmm. So I have to figure that out over time, but I don't ever want to stop remembering Eric on his birthday, especially after that special party that you held last week. No, I'll always help you celebrate Eric. Yeah. You're really good at party planning. I am not. It's just something I enjoy and it helps me like get through the grief. Mm -hmm. And it's not that I'm not super sad. It's just it. That's my way of helping me get through it. That's your purpose. Yeah. It's your jam. You're really good at it. You should always do that. So talk to me mm-hmm. about the two-year anniversary coming up. Oh my gosh. What? How, how are you thinking or how are you feeling? I, because of the various things going on in my life right now, I have all sorts of mixed emotions. Um, but no matter what, it just seems to spiral this time of year. So I'll give you two stories that were crazy. So two weeks ago, Ben had a basketball game. And Ben's playing on this basketball team. He's playing up a level, not because that's the level that he like tested into or qualified for. It's because I was delinquent in signing up. And so I had to join a team. And then 
I had to have a ride with my friend. And so he had to play up a level for that. So he's on this really good team and he's, you know, he's just our average kid. So he's in all these tournaments and I go to this tournament and I walk in and my first thought goes to, and like, I mean, don't take this the wrong way, listeners, but like I walk in and I was like, oh my God, there's a lot of hot fucking dads here. (laughs) A lot of hot fucking dads with their hats backwards. Like there is nothing more attractive to me than a dad with his hat backwards. (laughs) Now, don't take that as like lock up your husband type comic because that's not what that means. (laughs) When you're a widow, for me, there is something about a dad. And it's not that I want another, you know, I, I want the dad in my life back. That's mm-hmm. the only way I can describe that. Right. I want Eric back. And it just reminds me of him. And so that's where it started, which was kind of like jovial in my mind at first. And, you know, so then I start picturing Eric mm-hmm. and I picture Eric and then I see Ben sitting on the bench. So the purpose of talking about playing up is that he's in this tournament. They want to win. He's riding the bench the whole time. Cause he's really, you know, not, he wasn't necessarily selected to play on this team. It was a favor to me. And so I see him sitting on the bench. I see these dads everywhere and they go from hot dads to dads taking care of their kids mm-hmm. and interacting. And then I just start bawling. And all I can think about is Ben sitting there alone on that bench, that big, long bench. Ben's the only one riding that pine. Yeah. And there's my son and all the feelings of loneliness and all the feelings of missing Eric and all of those emotions are hitting me. And it's just like this wave of inconsolable grief that hits me. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I, I'm really happy in my life. Like it's, it's, it's a weird feeling, right? Because like I can go home and you know, I could spend time with McLovin and be very, very, very happy. Mm-hmm. But it's not the same as when it's your husband, right? So And your kids. Yes. So here I am, two years, still having these waves. Mm-hmm. Definitely less significant mm-hmm. than they were. But it's just a lot of feelings coming up. You know, is Eric happy with what I'm doing in my life? Oh, he is. Does Eric, like, is he like the way I'm doing things. Yes. He's very proud of you. And is this what he would have wanted? Yes. And am I screwing this life up? No. I feel like I am. You're not. And letting everyone down along the way. You're not at all. And this is a huge February feeling. Yeah. It's a mixture of emotions. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you right now, you're not letting anybody down and everybody around you is proud of you. I hope not. We hung out with your friends last night Mm -hmm. and they all, you can just tell are so proud of you. Yeah, they're great. Shout out to Allie, and Aaron and Emily and Mal and Allie for joining us. But that was really hard. So how am I doing on the anniversary? Just being reminded of a lot of things, you know, every day in February has some significance. Yeah. Last February 14th, Eric was so, so sick on Valentine's Day. I don't know how he pulled this off, but he sent me the most beautiful arrangement of flowers that I will never forget. I picture him all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy couldn't even get up on it. He couldn't even get out of bed without me helping him, but he got that taken care of. Amazing. It was amazing. It was so surprising. And that's also the day we started hospice. Yeah. So like this time of year mm-hmm. will always be, you'll be thinking of that. Mm-hmm. Always. Yeah. And February is also, it's kind of like in Nebraska, which I'll update you. There were, there's been a few one shirt, one pant days, 
Yeah. Um, we're headed back to two to three pant minimum. So two to three pants, two to three shirts. Yeah, it's all over up. the place. So get used to that. But anyways, we did have a few one shirt, one pant days, which was really nice. Ross's birthday was one of those. Mm-hmm. I definitely remember the weather that day. But February is kind of the end of winter because then you start getting these sneak peeks of good weather in Nebraska. They don't stick around, but you get some teasers back and forth. Mm -hmm. And it's so, so nice. But February is dark Mm -hmm. and it's long, even though it's the shortest month. It just takes forever. Yeah, I agree with you. So I'm just not a fan of February, except for, you know, I have a few people who have birthdays in February. I don't want to downplay your big days. Mm -hmm. This might be a great month for you. But for me, it can get bent. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So that's where I'm at with the anniversary. Yeah. And we're going to be together. Yes. We are going to go to our special place that if you know us, you know where we go. But Mm -hmm. Allie doesn't ever want me to say out loud because of our fear that people will start going there. Mm-hmm. And we won't ever get our... And our safety. Spot reserved. And our safety, of course. Yes. Mm-hmm. I got to talk about Kevin. Yeah, please. So Kevin is... You know I hate him, right? You love and hate him. But he... So Kevin... Let me tell you one of the reasons why I hate him. So he gets stuff from all over the house. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even know where he finds this stuff. It's probably my jackass kid leaving it all over the place. I know it is. And he takes it under my bed and destroys yes. it. Yes. He'll get, like, if the kids eat a bag of popcorn, he'll take that. Well, everyone officially has too juicy of a booty to get under there. Okay. <laughs> so in order to get the stuff from under my bed, I had to lift up a king-size Tempur-Pedic mattress. <laughs> and it is a firm motherfucker. And so it is so hard to lift up. Good thing you lift weights. Yeah. I do jack a lot of steel. So I'm lifting up this Tempur-Pedic mm-hmm. and then my kid has to lift up the box spring and another kid has to get under there mm-hmm. and pick stuff up. And we had to move quick because it's heavy. <laughs> it's nuts. Anyways, can't stand that. But he is. So for those of you who are grieving and if you're newly grieving or even just grieving, Kevin, I've just now come to the realization at two years because I got Kevin the next day following Eric's funeral. So a week after Eric died, I get Kevin. Mm-hmm. He's my therapy dog. He knows when I need him. Mm-hmm. He comes to me. He protects me. He is there in the tough moments. They know. The dogs know. He absolutely knows. And he is just always there. When I think back to that first year, you know, Allie and I have talked before about doing things so differently. And I talk about laying on the couch for a year and Allie talks about you know, filling her days that year. But Kevin laid right next to me all year long. Even as a puppy. Even as a puppy, Mm -hmm. he laid right next to me. It is so special. So if you don't have a dog and you're grieving and you've been thinking about it, I mean, (laughs) do it, I guess. I don't know. If you would have talked to me three months into having Kevin, I would have told you, if you want Kevin, you can have him. (laughs) I say no way Jose it was so hard it Mm -hmm. was so hard like taking care of one more thing Mm -hmm. when I couldn't even take care of myself right it's exactly how I feel it was the it was the best decision I ever made 
And so if you, uh, if you do have a pet, love that pet up. I'll tell you what happened the other night. So I'm sitting on my couch with Kevin, of course, and McLovin is sitting next to me. And I said, Hey, I want to show you a trick. Watch this. And so I said, Millie, Millie, come down here. And, uh, Millie comes down and I'm holding on to Kevin. I said, Millie, show, show Justin what happens when you touch the dog, when the dog's laying on mom. So Millie pulls her shirt sleeves down over her hands because she knows he's about to bite her face off. Oh and she goes to grab Kevin and he growls and starts biting at her. Nobody can touch Kevin when he's sitting on me. Oh, nobody. Yeah. He's attached to you. He's attached to me and I'm attached to him. I'm in love with Kevin. <laughs> finally admitting it. Finally, finally admitting <laughs> I'm proud it. of you. Tiny black dog. <laughs> Is my lover. Oh, Kev dog. Yeah. <laughs> so that was a big deal. And I yeah. would uh, recommend that. So a little bit of grief advice this evening. There you go. Get yourself a dog. If you're sad, lonely, mm-hmm. um, get a dog. I mean, try all the other methods first. Like <laughs> if you're hungry, eat before you buy a dog. Sleep. <laughs> but then when you exhaust Sad. everything, dog is next. Mm-hmm. Like they're really, really pretty special. So, <laughs> um. Let's talk about last night. Let's talk about that message that Allie was sharing with us. So I have a couple of friends named Allie and my friend Allie was making a huge life decision that I'm so incredibly proud of her for making. Not this Allie. Not this Allie. My other friend Allie. Mm-hmm. And it was difficult and she thought through it. She was careful, calculated, and she made it. And I'm so proud of her. But she talked about her journey getting through there. And one of the things that she mentioned was exist in the I call it exist in the mess. I'm paraphrasing what she said, but exist in the mess because the worry that you have during that time, it will not change the outcome. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of a cool thing that I've just been thinking about all day. I don't necessarily have great advice on it, but everyone that listens has heard me say before, you have to exist in your mess. It's an uncomfortable place to be, but if you don't exist, you will never emerge. If you don't live in this fog and just work yourself through it, you will never come out of it. Mm -hmm. You have to acknowledge that your spouse died. You have to acknowledge that you might not be performing at work. You have to acknowledge that you aren't happy with something. If you can't acknowledge that and exist in it, you'll never come out of it. Right. That's great advice. Yeah. So it's like a 12-step program, right? You have to admit it first. I have a problem or Mm -hmm. I have this in my life. Uh, But the worry doesn't change my outcome. And that's what I'm trying to process through because I, despite my confident outward expression, I can be a worry wart sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think that I'm going to really focus on that worry not changing what the outcome is. It's either going to be what I want it to be or not or something in between or hopefully something better. Who knows? But those are my options. Mm -hmm. It's going to happen. It doesn't change the outcome. I'm going to die someday. Mm-hmm. The worry in between isn't going to change the outcome. Right. I have to exist in it. That's Boom, right, bitch. Crystal. Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> Just came up with that on the fly. I love it. It's perfect. I think we need to remind ourselves of that sometimes when we get to thinking like, will we get our kids the right education? Will we parent correctly? Will we be able to do X? And can we do this without another person by our side? Not another person. Because I think we've been clear that another person isn't out of the the realm for us, right? Like another partner is okay, but is the other partner a dad or not a dad, mm-hmm. right? Who knows the answer to that? Mm-hmm. But can we do all of this 
in our lifetime? Can we exist the way we were meant to exist without the worry in between? And if you have worry, just take to the tequila. <laughs> and or I'm on to whiskey now, by the way. So anyone who remembers me as a tequila drinker, I've now switched to whiskey. And what made you switch? I don't really know. New Year's Eve, uh, Mal and Blake had some whiskey. And Mal told me that she was a whiskey drinker. And I was like, you're not a whiskey drinker. You're a tequila drinker with me. Like We've always been tequila drinkers. And she said, nah, bitch. And so she's on to whiskey. And so I said, well, I'll start, I guess. So, but I think my first like dipping my toe in was with you. Yeah, I was going to say. And so that was my very first time. And I liked that because it was cold. It was this last February for Ross's birthday. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, I remember drinking it and I felt my first hug from whiskey. Mm -hmm. And so, but I didn't drink much during that time at mm -hmm. all, really. Mm-hmm. So when it was cold, whiskey tasted really good. It, does, it warms you up. Yeah. And I'm always cold. So so tequila is like summertime. Whiskey's like winter. Tequila crystal is summer. <laughs> whiskey crystal is winter. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> What's your summer drink, Al? I like margaritas. That's do you? tequila. Yeah. Okay. I don't do margaritas. I know. I'm just saying like that's the. That's your kind of your summer. alcohol in Got it. Okay. A margarita. I don't know. I also like, I'm not a big drinker. You always all mm -hmm. know that. But I also like those spritzers. Oh, do you? Those are easy. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm not a huge drinker either, but if I do, it's definitely going to be straight. Mm-hmm. Or beer. Beer. Yeah. Straight tequila. Beer. Yeah. Straight whiskey. Well, there you go. That's my drinks of choice. Let's see. What else is on the list to talk about? Um, Connie. Is working out with uh, Body by Trey these days with me. So she's jacking some steel. Way to go, Connie. Yeah. She's getting really strong. So big shout out to Connie for stepping it up a notch here. Jack and steel. So Gus lost his very first tooth. Oh, my God. He, that guy. I know. We were, he was at basketball practice and it just fell out at basketball <laughs> practice. <laughs> and he was so excited. He was so excited. He was showing everybody, all of his friends, the coach. And when we got in the car, he goes, let's call Crystal. <laughs> and so we my called boy. Crystal. So my kids love you just as much as you love them. They wanted, you know, he wanted to update you like <laughs> immediately. It was so sweet. We need to report into Crystal. It was so sweet. Oh, I love I, that guy. I know. I, um. That's gotta be hard. That's a big first. A big first. I, I feel like Ross has missed a lot of firsts, mm -hmm. like a lot. And I started making a list and the list is just, it's unbelievable. It's, wow. it's almost depressing. So, mm -hmm. but this week for Ross's birthday, I've had a lot of friends reach out to me and a lot of them know Gus. I actually know them through Gus because they're uh, parents of Gus's friends mm -hmm. And a lot of you know that Gus is, well, maybe you don't, is a really good athlete, just naturally. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that because he's my child. He just, he has a gift. Mm -hmm. And I've been told by many people this, but one of the, the parents reached out and was talking to me about Gus. And I said, you know, I just, what hurts is I know Ross is proud. Mm -hmm. I know he's so proud of those boys. I mean, what's not to be proud of? 
But what I miss is seeing his face like light up to them doing something. Mm -hmm. For instance, Gus throws the football amazingly. Like I just, it's perfect, almost perfect every time. And so when he played his first football game and Ross was really into football, that's, that's why I'm going to this mm -hmm, example. Mm -hmm. When he throws the football at those flag football games, I just wish Ross was there so I could watch Ross yeah. light up to Gus. Mm -hmm. And so I was telling this friend that. Hot dads. Hot dads? Yeah. <laughs> like soccer dads. Get it? Like Ross. Like Eric yeah. was so hot in that moment. Like that was so attractive to me. Like seeing him so happy over his kids. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's yes. Very attractive when you're. Yes. Yes. I, yes, I follow you now. Okay. Yes. Um, but she goes, you know what? God gave Gus these talents. Because he knew that you were going to be alone and that you had something to cheer for and that you had multiple years, many, many games to watch of Gus and cheer because it brings you so much joy to watch Gus. And I just thought, wow, that's so powerful. Like Same God that took Ross. Yes. I, same, it's conflicting. It is conflicting. Right. For me. No matter what. Yeah. Ross is gone, right? Yeah. And I have been given other things yeah. that I am thankful for. Yes. And one of them is Gus. Yes. And his all of his sports that I get to watch and cheer for him. And I will always be his number one fan. And uh, Dynamo Hank out there. Well, yeah, of course. And his crazy <laughs> antics. I think I think I need to get him into like song and dance. Yeah. He needs to take banjo lessons with me. <laughs> Crystal Hank on the banjo. Yeah, he needs to play the banjo with me. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's so cool that, you know, you do have, like, we do. Like It's like Lindsay said, we're the lucky ones, right? We we get some really great things in life, right? And we were mm -hmm. blessed with some amazing opportunities and things and people. And I don't, you know, I'm glad I have everything in my life. I love every human in my life and... It's just so crazy to think that like, we have really great things to look forward to, yet the grief can compound our every ounce of being at times, right? Because we miss mm -hmm. that one thing we don't have. Mm -hmm. We look at all these major blessings in our lives. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's such a weird thing. It is a weird thing. Something you, uh, I hope nobody ever has to go through. But when you go through it, you get it. Mm -hmm. And you can be happy. You can be so happy. I can be so, so, so happy and still turn around and be really, really sad over something. And that's okay. And that doesn't mean that you're not um, anything except for grieving. That's all you are. You're grieving. Right. You're not rude. You're not sarcastic. You're not shy. You're none of those characteristics. You're grieving. Mm -hmm. And that's a safe place to be. It's a-okay. You know what I was thinking about is Zion. Yeah. I was so happy there. <gasps> I thought of you guys today to our Zion listeners. I wore a skirt to church this morning mm -hmm. and my cowboy boots and some tall socks. Mm -hmm. So I wore a dress. It wasn't a skirt. Anyways, it was so nice outside. I was thinking I don't recommend the pants. It felt great today. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Go on. About no, Zion. No, I... That's it. I just, I was thinking about Zion and I, how much I miss it and how it was 
like one of the first times that I've had all my stress and worries like kind of taken away mm-hmm. for just however many days we were there, three or four days. I, I can't wait to do our girls trip again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. We need to get that on the books. Mm-hmm. My job really interferes with my travel schedule. So And your concert schedule. And my concert schedule. <laughs> and just my general relaxation schedule that mm-hmm. I need to be on. So Are you excited for your Colorado trip? Oh, yeah. Next we week? are so stoked about this. Can't wait. Yeah. It'd be so fun to see my sister and Eric's family and our friends. We always have a good time when we're out there. Yeah, that'll be so fun. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a little quicker than I wish, but it's going to be fine. I've got a lot of stuff going on with work right now. A ton. It's my busiest time of year. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of hard to be gone, but I'll make do. I'm pretty efficient. Yes, you are. Yeah, I can always find a faster way to get something done. Or just be like, this doesn't even matter. Trash. <laughs> this doesn't matter. Trash. Oh, shit. That mattered. Pick that up out of the trash. <laughs> Just the day in the life with me. I'm sure y'all know that that's exactly what it's like existing in my world. Okay, so I'm 40 and just not great with social media. So I've just learned how to use um, like Instagram reels. Mm. And they're so funny. Mm -hmm. I could watch these for days. Like on anything, especially about dogs. And there's one called Noodles the Pooch who is so funny. I highly recommend people check out Noodles the Pooch. <laughs> <laughs> but there was this lady, um, she was giving herself an acceptance speech and it was just hilarious what she was doing. And I thought we should give ourselves acceptance speeches. We should. Like, I'd like to thank myself for a couple of different things. So. <laughs> Can I just go on here on the air for all of our... Go 50, for it. Start it 50, now. 50 million listeners, my acceptance speech. <laughs> okay, we don't have 50 million listeners. Not yet. Not yet, but <laughs> please. So, okay. So here's all the thanks I need to give myself. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to thank me for staying alive even when I didn't want to. Okay. Oh, brilliant. That So... Um, if, can I steal that? Yes. Please out. Um, be thinking of yours as I'm going through mine. If you can come up with a couple you want to thank yourself for. <laughs> you took my number one. <laughs> if you're a widow, you know what we're talking about. Yes. I know you do. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to thank myself for delivering three phenomenal children, blowing them out of my vagina, <laughs> raising them, feeding them with my breasts, <laughs> moving on these beautiful, beautiful children. I grew them. <laughs> and they are beautiful. Okay. And I'm going to thank myself for that. I'm going to thank myself for not quitting anything I love, including my job, even when things got really, really hard. And you wanted to be a teacher. And I wanted to be a teacher. <laughs> Which my kids asked me the other day, like, mom, what is this? Like, what would be the job you could have if you could have any job? And I was like, duh, elementary school PE teacher. <laughs> like, How much fun would it be? To be a PE teacher. Oh, so fun. And that schedule. I want to play dodgeball and just. I do too. I want to put them on those little scooters and watch their (laughs) tiny feet. Yeah, they're so cute. (laughs) I know. Okay. Let's see. Um, I'm going to thank myself for letting me be whoever I wanted to be. 
So after Eric died, I stopped caring about like who I was and whatever. Mm-hmm. And I just started being who I wanted to be. Yeah. And I love it. I do too. I love that too. I'm just for so myself and yeah. for you. I have seen you come into your own so much in the last two years. Yeah. I don't give two shits. No. <laughs> the other day she said she feels like she's aged since Ross died. And I thought. Like, I have. That's crazy because I think you're more beautiful today than the day Ross died. No, no. I like, I just feel like I've aged so much and it's because of all the stress I'm under and mm-hmm. all the stuff I do. I hate it. You don't look young. Okay. You can control. Some I don't of look that. young. Yes. Or right. old. <laughs> uh, you can control Thanks, some of that. Okay. My last thing I'm going to thank myself for is I'm going to thank myself for keeping that fucking dog alive. Cause everyone knows he'd be dead by now. If it wasn't for me, cause those kids would never feed him. That's true. Ever. Okay. I love your list. It's awesome. <laughs> what do you want to thank yourself for? Well, okay, I you, gotta, you wrote all those down. Let I me did. think about it. Yeah. I was just doing a little, I had a little bit of spare time before the podcast. And so I did a little prep on that. Mm-hmm. My acceptance speech. Maybe you could give yours next time. Okay. I'll think about it. We used to talk about, I brought it up last episode, but one of the things I'm working on right now, just because my relationship is so new, but it feels really weird being in a relationship when you still feel married. Uh, yeah, I can imagine. Yes. That's got to feel so weird. Yeah. So I don't have any advice on that, but I just want people to know it feels weird. Yeah. I, I think cl- you, you made that note last time. I did. I made <laughs> it, but we didn't talk about it. Talk about it now. I don't know what to say, except for it feels weird. Mm-hmm. It doesn't change the way I feel about McLovin. Mm-hmm. It doesn't change the way I feel about Eric. Mm-hmm. You know, I talked about having enough room in your heart, but it, sometimes I still feel married because I'm always referring to Eric as my husband. Right. McLovin right. is so kind about that. And, you know, the kids and I talk about dad all the time around him. Yeah. I don't know. It just feels kind of different. I think it's just going to take time to, with my relationship, to just evolve a little bit yeah. through grief. Yeah, it just takes time. Mm-hmm. It's still new. It does feel weird, though. Yeah. Sometimes. Not bad. Just different. You know what my favorite thing to do is when I'm trying to kill time now? When are you trying to kill time? In the car, like with the kids, when they're screaming. Oh, yeah. You you told me this last night. What was uh, it? Never have I ever. No, not never have I ever. Because I can't think. Never have I ever. So that's basically saying I've never done this. Mm-hmm. No, that's not what we do. We play um, Would You Rather. Oh, that's it. Would so You like, Rather. Would you rather, like, would you rather go on a date with me or Kevin? You. You got something against Kevin? No. <laughs> okay, would you rather eat Italian food or Chinese food? Italian. Sushi or soup? Sushi. <laughs> Okay, ask me or would you rather? Oh, okay. Would you rather go to Hawaii or would you rather go to Mexico? Hawaii. Why? I feel like is that Hawaii part of the game? Is just <laughs> quiet. No, you can't ask you can't ask the why. Hawaii just seems calmer. I can't help myself. What? Hawaii just seems calmer. It does. I'm Let's go. more of a peaceful, quiet person than chaos. Let's go to Hawaii. Okay. Okay, would you rather Learn how to speak Spanish or French. Spanish. The right word. <laughs> yeah, it's the right word. <laughs> Jesus, have you been in the Templeton this day? 
this afternoon. No, I'm just so tired. Okay. Uh, Spanish, because in my career, it'd be more helpful. So do you guys have like people that speak Spanish? Mm-hmm. At your, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do. That's nice. Yeah. So can you learn from them? I could, but it's not on the list for this year. Maybe next year. 2024. I'll put that on the roadmap. <laughs> Crystal's path to a better crystal. All right. Would you rather cheer for the Raiders or the Broncos? There's no right answer. If you say either, you're dead to me. Say the Broncos. No, no. Say the Raiders. Well, that was just confusing. Um, Probably the Raiders. <laughs> I'm just sitting here looking at Probably Allie and her chief. I'm looking at her chief's outfit. And I'm just thinking of our division. And so just trying to come up with something on the fly. This is what it's like living with me, people. <laughs> All right. Uh, Allie, if we don't have anything else to update our listeners on tonight, we could wrap things up yeah, this so. evening's episode of the HWCP. Yeah. Again, Super Bowls tonight. Go Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ross's favorite team. Eric's favorite team. We are Chiefs families for sure. Do you have your Chiefs flag out? Mm-hmm. Yep. Too. All right, friends. Signing off from the Hot Widows Club podcast tonight. Have a good night, everyone. Bye, guys.